You're listening to a very special Longbox Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusademus 2019. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me She Hulk's hulking. Hello and welcome to the fourth installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series, brought to you either by one of our Jingling All the Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests, until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this fourth day of Crusademus, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristado. And joining me around the table, helping me lick the back of these envelopes so we can get our Christmas cards out, is Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. Hey, I'm off the drive from licking the envelopes. Uh, okay. <clears throat> hey, thanks for having me, man. FYI to everybody, I think there's some magic in this old silk hat I found when I placed it on my head. I began to dance around. You, you were doing that without the hat, Jared. I was trying to be Christmassy and clever, Delvin. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. Get back to looking those envelopes, please. We got to get right. these out to the, <laughs> to the same club members. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm back on it. Don't you go dying on us. <laughs> yeah, you're not done with your pile yet. <laughs> Don't make the others work on it. Yeah. I was hoping Sean or Sean Connery or Christopher Walken would stop by and help, but we'll see. Maybe they'll show up. You never know. I got them on some other errands for, working for me. Oh, oh I import, export kind of errands. Yeah, a little bit of something else here and there. You know, it's, <laughs> it's Christmas time. There's a lot of hustle and bustle going on. Supposed to take a break during the holidays, I thought. No, it's, it's the busiest to... time of the year, believe it or not. Crime never sleeps. No. <laughs> well, joining me around the table as well, too, is Delvin the Dark Web Williams. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. The last two Crusademuses have been good for me. I got an Omega Supreme out of one of them. I got some Shirley Bassey swag out of another. So I'm stepping my game up and I'm going to start talking about how much I really want a Lamborghini. Mm. <laughs> See how that goes for me. For just a dollar a month, you too could join the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> And now we only need 160 million more patrons. <laughs> right around the corner. I hear you can write out ILUs. They're just as good as mine. <laughs> you, you might want to hold on to that. <laughs> man, all I got was a cotton candy machine. <laughs> you got to shoot for bigger goals, man. Yeah, I guess. I guess I got to do that. Hey, J- Jason, make sure you put the stamps on the right-hand side up in the corner. Oh, I've been stuffing them in the envelope this whole time. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Ah, now we're going to have to redo them. Good thing we got oh, somebody. I got to relick these envelopes. <laughs> Come on. Let's steam ah. these bad boys back open. Uh. <laughs> well, joining us too is the Weasel Skull. How are you doing this Christmassy season? Oh, I'm doing great, Pat. I get to listen how Delvin got Shirley Bassey swag. <laughs> Delvin gets an Optimus Supreme or whatever that heck he's called. <laughs> All I ask for every year is my 
sky strike. <laughs> now I know it's early, but I'm looking under the tree and I don't see any box Oh, you all burned in hell. <laughs> and Merry Christmas. <laughs> a very special Christmas episode. <laughs> And a bah humbug. Yes, Jason has brought the bah humbug to us today. Boy. Bring me a Sky Striker and I will get rid of the bah humbug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see what we can do. Who knows? Who knows what Santa will bring you if you just play along and be nice. This is my third year playing along. Nice. Have you been nice? Go play with your Omega Supreme, Delvin. (laughs) I am. I'm singing a happy tune while I play with Omega Supreme. Oh, boy. Well, also join us around this table. I brought him in to help us watch to make sure we're doing the envelopes correctly and putting on stamps, but... It seems he's not helping out that well, is Sean Ross from the Secret War and Beyond podcast, along with the Squadron Supreme podcast, right, Sean? That's right. Yeah, thanks for having me. I do have a little bit of news for you guys, though, because it's not so much Crusademus with me as a guest. It's uh, Crusademica, because uh, I sent you all some things to help fit into. So instead of rocking the uh, Christmas hoodies today, you're going to be rocking some Hanukkah turtlenecks. So I hope that's okay. (laughs) Oh, man, that's bringing me back to childhood. I used to rock turtlenecks. Turtlenecks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> our, our people are more turtleneck people than pullover people, so I think you'll like it. <laughs> We're still celebrating, though. <laughs> I don't know if it's culturally insensitive, but I made my own yamaka. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> Admittedly, all I had was tortillas. (laughs) (laughs) Those work too. (laughs) I I I hope I'm not offending anybody, but I still have my yarmulke from my bar mitzvah, man. It was GI Joe themed. Mine has a sky striker on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sweet. It's pretty awesome. But I want a sky strike for Yamaka. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, sorry, you don't, Jason. We're all out. We're all yeah, out sorry. of sky Yamakas. Maybe I actually said it to everybody else, Jason. I just ran out when I got to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I love that Crusamus is going uh, multi, what sort of looking for? Secular? Multicultural. Yeah, there you Multicultural, go. Yeah, there go. Right. Now, secular means non-religious, Jerry. <laughs> multi, what's the word we want then? Come on, help me out, Jason. Multi-nominate. Multi-theistic. There you go. That's what I want. Multi-theistic. Ooh, Ooh, look at those big words. Maybe you will get a skyscraper, Jason. No, No, he won't. (laughs) I mean, we got him with the SARS. I was going to say, I bet you all a dictionary. I have to determine that. A picture of it will do. I'll take a picture of a skystriker at this point. Glossy 8 by 10 I can deal with that. <laughs> Please send your pictures of Sky Strikers for Jason to contact at longboxcrusade.com. <laughs> Make sure and you they will. like you're having a lot of and fun playing with it in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite is still the commercial that somebody sent me with the kid that had like four. <laughs> yes. He had like four Sky Strikers. I'm like, Damn, who needs four Sky Strikers? Uh, send, send them like postcards to us like, and make sure the caption says, Jason, wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> you could be my wingman anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Well, why don't we go ahead and see what Sean has brought for us under the tree. What are you going to unwrap for us today, Sean? Well, as you heard this in the intro, today is the four She-Hulks hulking, which means that we are unwrapping... She-Hulk number 16 from Marvel Comics in 2007. Now, here's a brief history of the series for those of you who aren't familiar. She-Hulk has been around since the early 80s. She was created by Stan Lee and John Buscema. She was actually created because Marvel got word that NBC was going to start a She-Hulk series of their own. They were going to patent that character and own it. So Stan Lee cranked out a first issue and then handed it off to Michael Fleischer to write the rest of the series. And it lasted about 23 issues. She eventually joined the Avengers. She joined the Fantastic Four. John Byrne did a really great series with her in the 80s that broke the fourth wall quite a bit. She was like the first Deadpool. And then she was just kind of on team books for a while. She was out of the spotlight. And then in 2005, Dan Slott at Marvel relaunched the She-Hulk series and made it a comedic book. And it was really funny and really good, but it lasted 12 issues, which is longer than Marvel's comfortable with. So they rebooted it. And in 2007, they launched the series that we're looking at today and still by Dan Slott, still the same creative team. And again, a really comedic take. And it's uh, it's actually one of my favorite series. So when you guys asked if I could pick an issue for this episode, I was pretty excited to pick this one. Plus, you know, it's winter themed and has all the spirit of Christmas in it. 
Sean, what are some yeah. reasons that you love this book? <laughs> that was a good question, Jared. Uh, that, that, <laughs> and not something I've prepared for at all. <laughs> Five reasons why I love this book are, uh, so this is a really great book. It's She Hulk's always been a favorite character of mine. I loved her. I first met her in the Avengers and the Roger Stern run, and then I loved her in Fantastic Four and the John Byrne run. But like I said before, she'd been kind of out of the spotlight. And when Dan Slott brought her back in 2005, now this is before Dan Slott is like, capital D Dan Slott. This is way before his big Spider-Man run. He was just a really funny writer. And the book is comedic, but it's also got some really good drama in it. And he took a really cool approach. And this was kind of one of the things I loved most about it, which was he said, well, when Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk, he becomes this like rage monster. And when everybody else gets, you know, infused with Gamma, they become something else. He's like, so what about She-Hulk? Why is she still Jen Walters? So the entire series is built around this question of like, is She-Hulk Jen Walters? Or is she also some element of her personality also ramped up. And the idea is that She-Hulk is her like super libidinous, uninhibited side. And it becomes a really funny kind of romp through the Marvel Universe as She-Hulk is, um, let's see tasting every hors d'oeuvre on the platter of the Marvel Universe, and Jen Walters is sitting there wondering if maybe that's the best idea. So it's a really fun series. It asks some really interesting questions, and yeah, I thought it'd be pretty cool to remind people that it's out there. Very cool, very cool. Has anybody else read any of the series? I haven't read the series per se. Now, She-Hulk's been bouncing around, like Sean said, in several of the titles that I've read You know, since I was a kid, like The Avengers, and she was kind of in there with the X-Men for a minute back when Chuck Austin, I think, was writing it. I think that was the reference in the book we read about the affair she had with Juggernaut. But yeah, I, I didn't read the dance lot. She did not have the affair. She did have the affair. She didn't, actually. There's an explanation for it. Uh, I, can, I will explain that later. Oh, All right. Well, I'm interested. Yeah, that was one of my questions. So no, not the Dan Slot run. This was my first bite at the apple, so to speak. Delvin? If I have any She-Hulk in my collection, I don't know of it, even though, of course, I've read comic books with She-Hulk in it. I think I remember a Jeff John storyline in the Avengers where She-Hulk completely lost control, which she has done a time or two. Um, that was the search for She-Hulk, Jeff Johns and Scott ooh. Collins. Yeah. Good catch. Uh, rain on Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. We're not gonna I think of things more time. than Sky Strikers. <laughs> he also knows the definition of ignominy and secular. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, yeah, no uh, issues of She-Hulk to speak of. What about you, Jared? I am a big-time She-Hulk fan. I have the hardcover archives of her original run from the early 80s. I read this Dan Slot run. I love She-Hulk. So look for high scores today, boys. And Sean and I are going to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to play with our Sky Striker together after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, did you get to answer that question? No, I didn't. And thank you for asking me, Jared. I really appreciate it <laughs> for including me. I have not read uh, She-Hawk, I don't think. I know I have some that have been given to me from you of the older series. Mm-hmm. of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading that. This was, I believe, my first read of a She-Hawk. So I'm kind of interested on hearing a little bit more what Sean has to bring up on this particular issue we read and, and on the background. So the beginning knowledge that he dropped was really interesting and answered a few of my questions already. So Yeah, those older ones are more... More straight up fantastical adventures and, and like yeah. I said once Byrne gets a hold of it it becomes a real fun book and then once Slot gets a hold of it it's kind of a nice combo of fun and adventure so yeah it's a great character to read but this is not my episode of uh, why am I selling it to you I don't know what I are you guys going to rate it <laughs> <laughs> wait uh, Jason aren't you hosting <laughs> that's the impression I'm, a, I was I'm about to <laughs> oh, sorry I'm screwing you guys up wait Tom, uh, are you Tomax or Zaymot I forgot which one <laughs> which one am I talking to <laughs> well Sean what uh, issue did you bring for us of She-Hulk so this is She-Hulk number 16 it's uh, technically volume 4 of the book because like I said before Marvel rebooted it for just because Marvel and it's called Gamma Flight it's a really fun issue it takes place in the middle of the planet without a Hulk arc so what has happened is Civil War has occurred the first one the good one and the hero <laughs> have taken sides. The Illuminati sent the Hulk into space, but no one knows that yet. So She-Hulk sided with the registration heroes. She registers. She gets recruited to work with S.H.I.E.L.D. And she goes on this fun little arc where she takes the place of the Hulk because the Hulk is missing, but they don't know that, you know, they actually know where he is. So she gets on sent on some missions that he would normally go on. And in this particular issue, she is sent to Canada to battle the Wendigo, who is basically Canada's version of Bigfoot, or maybe Bigfoot is America's 
version of Wendigo. And she battles him alongside Wolverine in a nice little spoof of Hulk 181 and 182, where Wolverine is first introduced. They are in for a pretty bloody but pretty funny fight. It's actually a rare mix of some comedy and some violence. It's a little Tarantino-esque. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good sampling of what this series brings to the table. Very good. Very good. Was that less than two minutes? It's okay. We only hold Jason to that. Yeah, we only hold Jason <laughs> You can't hold me to that. <laughs> we, we often don't. No. <laughs> I was timing myself. I told Jared yesterday that I was going to begin my summary as an epic. I was going to be like, I was born a poor gamma child. And I was just going to go all the way through the story. <laughs> so that brings me to panel three. In panel three. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my summary of the issue. But I want to know what you guys thought of this issue and this concept. So let's start with Delvin. Okay. I first want to sing some praises to Dan Slott. I have to have his entire run of Amazing Spider-Man, which spanned a decade. The guy knows what he's doing. And I always marvel that I'm pretty sure the first book that I ever saw with Dan Slott's name on it was Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) 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 But yeah, he went from Beavis and Butthead to She-Hulk to Manning, the flagship character of Marvel. He clearly wouldn't have gotten to Spidey if he didn't do solid jobs on characters such as She-Hulk. I did like the book. I had seen the gag before, maybe in just a um, clip that I uh, on some Facebook page I follow or something. But when Wolverine turned her down or uh, her advance down about and mentioned Juggernaut sloppy se- seconds, like oh. That's just cold. I also like that I didn't know that they were playing like between Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk being more uninhibited. I like the fact that she was. She was not shy about what it is that she liked and what she wanted and what she wanted she went after. I thought that was a a cool storyline to play on. And I think that's a good point to stop. All right, Pat, what about you? Well, I had some, a lot of questions, as I mentioned before, kind of about this book, not reading She-Hawk ever. So one of my questions was about the vibe of the book. And you said it's more comedic. So a little in between, you said, comedic and some drama or? Mm-hmm. It's a good balance. It's actually, yeah. it's kind of a workplace comedy. Now, this particular issue uh-huh, takes okay. place in an, an arc when she's with S.H.I.E.L.D. But you know all the stuff they were doing with those other characters, like Mallory Book? and Yeah, that's some of my questions there, too, is like, what's going on with this Mallory? I yeah, asked the, the same question, so. I realized when I, when I picked this issue, I, I mean, I mostly picked it because the fight was Wolverine is so good. And, and like Delvin said, there's a couple like really memeable moments in it, which are pretty great. But the character bits are pretty indicative of what's been going on in the book. So She-Hulk is a lawyer in her real life. She's Jen Walters. And it's a really cool premise. She gets hired by a law firm that specializes in superhuman law. They're the people that the supervillains go to when they feel like the hero beat them up too much. Or, you know, the, the deli owner goes to uh, when Spider-Man swings through too many times. And it's okay. a really funny workplace comedy. In fact, the, there's three guys, these kind of three nerd boys who are running through a panel in the issue holding yeah. a comic yep. and they're like I don't understand where this fits their entire job at the law firm is to fit every issue of Marvel comics that every comic that ever Marvel produced into continuity like that's actually their <laughs> job <laughs> it's pretty awesome that's man. a tough <laughs> job <laughs> seriously and it's pretty cool because they're basically continuity cops and so Slot has a lot of fun with those guys in the background and it's a lot like sort of Giffen DiMatteis JLI from the okay. 80s I would say with a lot more action like when she fights like it's pretty visceral like it, it he doesn't pull any punches. Yeah, she seems like she's a very tough lady that she can handle her own. And when she got cut, too, I'm like, oh, man, is she going to... And she's bleeding green blood, too. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like... And then she kind of passes out and has that Obi-Wan moment. I'm like, what's kind of going on here? This is kind of interesting and weird and funny and just, oh, there's so many things going on. So I'm glad you kind of explained to me a little bit more about what the story is about, what the whole series kind of is about. And, ah, very interesting, very interesting. So the rabbit face girl... (laughs) <laughs> so she was there trying to figure something out or for yeah, the so lawyer she, job or whatever. Or? Well, she's a client. So that okay. character Mallory book is one of the, and this is the cool thing that slot does is he comes to the She-Hulk book and he's like, I don't know that she has a supporting cast. He's like, so the first thing I'm going to do is build up this really great supporting cast. And one of the members of the supporting cast is the awesome Android. Remember the mad thinkers yep. blockheaded robot. Yes. Except what slot does is he makes him, do you guys, this is a really old reference, but I think you're all really old too. Uh, do you remember <laughs> Benny from LA law? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember L.A. Law? You remember the remember? No, Benny? I'm too young to remember. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember Benny. Yeah. You also remember him from. Explain it to us, Grandpa. 
<laughs> so he's also the bad guy in Dark Man, which you know is probably, or and more importantly, he's Doctor Giggles. Oh, I know Dark Man. Cool. Is is his, his premier role? But anyway, awesome Andy's kind of the Benny of the office. Like he's the like gopher and the the helper, but everybody treats him, you know, like he's not maybe the brightest guy because he's the awesome android from the Mad Thinker. And at one point in the book, he can mimic anybody's powers. And Star Fox, the super creepy Avenger, comes to visit the law firm, and he takes his powers and he makes Mallory Book, one of the attorneys, fall in love with him with the awesome android and they become a, a little bit of a couple well the spell breaks and she you know breaks up with him but the newspapers have gotten a hold of it and so the tabloids are basically wanda maximoffing her i guess like to, she fell in love with a robot and the oh, she's losing all her clients and so the white rabbit is like storming out of the office saying like i'm not your client anymore oh, okay that makes okay. sense okay. Now. now i'm tracking yeah, yeah yeah okay i had a lot of questions i mean reading this I, a lot of questions came to my mind and trying to understand where things were going on and so i'm, I'm glad you you're telling us a little bit more background on it i'm happy to provided i'm also feeling like kind of a moron for picking an issue for you guys to read that's right in the middle of an arc <laughs> i'm like hey guys there's this book i love why don't you read chapter 13 i think you'd really like it <laughs> jason did that no that, that's yeah yeah <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that sean <laughs> shame you yeah it doesn't have to be to be but that's the thing because then we can flush out these questions and you know you may move somebody's score a little bit more during this well, there you go this story was pretty self-contained the, the actual yeah. wendigo meat yeah. potatoes yeah. part of the story i think you know it's just we were trying to pick up the plot threads yeah halfway through so the, the matt hawk is the two-gun kid from like marvel's old west and he He's come to the future because he actually kind of time travels a lot in the Avengers. He and Hawkeye do. And he comes to the future and he ends up working for the law firm and he and Mallory are kind of flirting with each other. And he's trying to make her feel better about the whole thing that happened with the awesome android. So he takes her to a Midsummer Night's Dream, mm. which is a play about Titania, the queen, who her husband Oberon puts a sp under a spell and she falls in love with a donkey. And so that's why she's wigging out because basically oh. Dan Slott is, yeah, Dan Slott's oh, doing a Midsummer Night's Dream. Like wow. you have her also follow. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool little play. There's like, levels and layers, people. There it is. Yeah, it's wheels no, within wheels, man. Man, okay. Now that okay. I think that was really surprising where Delvin's eyes just kind of woke up too. I'm like, wow, <laughs> we're all, me, Jason, and, and Delvin are all having these moments of, oh. Yeah, I was not smart enough to pick up that Shakespeare reference. Like, why does she freak out? I don't I don't get it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not smart. <laughs> Very cool. I think that's very cool. Well, I'll just kind of finish up a few things that I had. I definitely enjoyed the fight scenes. The artwork was awesome. I like that kind of more, I want to say cartoony-ish, but... I think it's Rick uh, Burkett from the Batman animated series stuff. Oh, is, yeah. oh, okay. Well, then I can see a little bit more on that. That's cool. So I like that being especially knowing that it's kind of comedic. Who is the talisman? I can take that. Does anybody else want to? Do you guys know any like Alpha, Alpha Flight fans? It's like Alpha Flight. Yeah, you, you, oh, take okay. it, you take it. So one of the founding members of Alpha Flight is Michael Two Young Men, Shaman. And he has a daughter, uh, Elizabeth Two Young Men, and she becomes talisman in issue like 19 of John Byrne's Alpha Flight run. And so she's like the premier sorceress in Canada. It's pretty funny in the issue because Wolverine is like pretty level-headed. He's like, hey, I'm going to go fight the Wendigo. I'm not going to do it alone, which is like, oh, okay, he's kind of evolved. He's like, I'm going to call in some support. So he calls in Talisman, who's like, you know, again, like a major sorceress. And he's waiting on her to show up to help him, waiting on her to show up. And, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., She-Hulk's compatriots stop mm -hmm. her basically and are like, who are you? And why do you think you can come in here? And she's like, dude, it's my country. <laughs> I'm the like national superhero of it and you shouldn't be stopping me. But because of bureaucracy, she can't enter the fight. So yeah, had she been allowed to go in, she would have ended the whole thing because she's pretty amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah. She seemed interesting. I haven't seen her before. So I, another layer that I kind of want to figure out and learn more on. So I've got a few more questions, but I think I've probably talked enough. So uh, yeah, Jason. <laughs> <Pat. Yeah. laughs> well, what, what did the rest of you guys think? Jason, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mirror a lot of what the other folks have said. I thought that the action was really good. And the art, I'd say, although not spectacular, was solid. It served the story well. I liked how She-Hulk actually looks like she has some fighting skills. You know, it's not just Hulk smash type of action, which is okay. I'm not knocking that, but just to see She-Hulk actually use some grappling techniques and teaming up with Wolverine, I thought was very just cool. The fastball. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> the humor was pretty lowball. I mean, it was like, <laughs> let's throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> and if it sounds like I'm saying that derisively, I'm not, because that's basically what we do here on the show all the time. <laughs> so, so I'm down with that. One of the funniest moments that made me laugh out loud was the little sign that they just have danger, superhero conflict. 
like they have professional sides made up that they could just kind of stick up anywhere. I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. I scored the part of the story a little bit low, but I'm rethinking that because of the backstory that you've given us. But I do have one question. This is one thing that really kind of hung up on me that I didn't like. Why did she say she didn't sleep with Juggernaut when clearly she did in the Uncanny X-Men storyline? That's number one. And number two, I thought it was kind of out of character for Logan to like number one care that he was getting sloppy seconds. I agree. From and two, you know, to be so hurtful in saying it. What is there any backstory there? Or the, I'll take the second one first. Logan's just being a jerk, man. I I was surprised by that moment too because I'm like, who is he to comment on somebody else's sexual proclivities? Like, Very how true. many times have the X Men walked him like in on Logan in the kitchen, like popping the seventh claw into the olive loaf or something? Like, like there is nothing that guy hasn't done. Like, I can't even. Did you I, say poppy the seventh claw? <laughs> I, I just want to make sure. I think we yeah. the euphemism for sex. <laughs> I yeah. think so. I oh. Think so. Oh. oh. No, no, no. It was, it was another it was enlightenment in this. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a seventh claw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like honing. I'm like, what? Hey, James, seen that claw, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is exactly why I said that euphemism. I was really hoping to bring Mary Jane. (laughs) (laughs) I take your bait, baby. (laughs) I mean, hey, they lived in Avengers Mansion together, you know. I did. Peter was away a lot. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, Peter doesn't know. So, so yeah, the Wolverine thing is just is just weird. I mean, it's just kind of bad form. But I can explain the Juggernaut things. This entire series, Dan Slott has been really investigating this question of Jen Walters. This is really sort of demure attorney, very smart, but not somebody who's as aggressive and libidinous as She-Hulk is. And he's been really probing this idea of like, well, maybe this is her version of the Hulk. Maybe instead of going rage, she went sort of party or like you know. And if that's the case, like, what does that mean for Jen Walters? Is she actually fully in control. And so they've just been exploring this question the whole time in, in really cool ways, like not super heavy handed, more just like interesting questions. And so the series itself actually opens with Jen Walters waking up in bed with Tony Stark. And in the middle of the night, she had turned from She-Hulk into Jen Walters. Oh, and it's okay. and it's this interesting moment where she's like, okay, I'm sleeping with people and that's cool. Like no one cares how many people Tony sleeps with, but is it, you know, is it something I really wanted? Is it something more my, you know, my She-Hulk side wanted? So like I said, they been investigating this question. So other writers and, you know, Chuck Austin being one of them, I guess we're sort of reading this book or saw that. And Chuck Austin, without talking to Dan Slott, writes an issue of X-Men where Juggernaut and She-Hulk are in bed together at the end of the issue. Right. And, I, I don't, and it's it's really from like Juggernaut's perspective. Well, Dan Slott gets really, really mad because he's like, no, that's not what this is about. Like, this isn't about, you know, her just sleeping with anything. This isn't definitely not about slut shaming. Like Wolverine's supposed to look bad in that moment. He's like, it's about, you know, one, and her being like a super sex positive character, but also two, really delving into her personality. And so he crafts this entire storyline where there's this alternate earth and one of their vacation packages on that alternate earth is to visit our earth because we have all these superheroes and all these crazy adventures. So this like normal woman, you know, who's like just recently divorced and wants to get out there, goes on a vacation to our earth and then through shenanigans gets turned into She-Hulk for like a day and decides to just do anything and everything. And she sleeps with Chuck or not when she's kind of in a She-Hulk form and everybody thinks it's Jen Walters and Jen can't figure out why everybody thinks she slept with the Juggernaut when she never did. So it becomes basically Dan Slott takes something another writer did that made him mad and instead of John burning it and like, you know, burning the guy in effigy in the pages of an issue or doing something crazy, he just makes fun of it the whole way through. So it's it's kind of a running gag. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't pick up on that and I thought, well, this is weird, but as you explain it, that's very interesting. An interesting little history between Chuck Austin and Dan Slott as well. So thank you for that. This would be a good time to mention that Chuck Austin is the worst. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying not to say um, yeah. anything bad about anybody and go down the negative path, but I it's, will say I was not sad when Chuck Austin's run on X-Men ended. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I already got the gifts that I wanted, so I can... <laughs> I'm still waiting for that Sky Striker. So I got a My My Piece of I'll tell you what, if Chuck Austin, if you're listening, you send me a Sky Striker, I'll be like, 
<laughs> you kicked me in my ass, man. Yeah, You're I was a trying genius. To, I was trying to keep it positive too, man. But yeah, I literally have an uninterrupted collection of X Men from like 150 on, and I dropped during the Chuck Austin run. I was like, it nope, was uh -uh. yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, Nightcrawler's the son of a demon. Nope, not happening. I'm out. Yeah, Angel's bad. tears are healing people. I yeah, it's yeah, it, it's just weird. But yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think we all have those core books that we're like, well, I got to ride this storm out. You know, X Men's my core book, and I had to mm -hmm. ride that storm out. I got a joke for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the storm out means something entirely different. Jared, are you popping the seventh claw? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so Jared, so that was a great segue on my part. What'd you think of the issue? <laughs> well, as you know, I'm already well steeped in the She-Hulk universe, so I enjoyed it. My only sadness is too strong a word. Disappointment is too strong a word, but my only like, hmm. I guess was when I was going through it, I was like, oh, this is not one of the courtroom issues because I really like oh, the courtroom yeah. drama aspect of mm -hmm. it with all the heroes going to trial and stuff. I really love that. You like the and she rock. I really do. I, that to me, that is the best hook of the whole book. But you know, you gotta break from that and you gotta do the action adventure stories. And yeah, I, I mean, you don't have to explain any of the plot points to me. I get it. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said this is very akin to the Giffen DiMatteis JLI run. I'm a huge fan of that. It's probably my favorite run in comics history. So this definitely lands in my wheelhouse, and that's all I have to say about that. I gotta say, just to piggyback on that, if, if anybody's listening and who's like, Oh, I've never read this run, read it. It's issues four and five. Jared, you're probably thinking about this, where J. Jonah Jameson takes Spider-Man to court and, <laughs> and She-Hulk represents him. And, and I won't ruin the gag. You've probably seen it on Twitter, but it has like one of the three funniest moments in the history of Marvel Comics. <laughs> so she represents Spider-Man? Yeah, so she's, okay. uh, J. Jonah Jameson suing him and she represents Spider-Man. And it is, and they you put they put Spider-Man on the, on uh, what word am I looking for? On Seven the stand. Five. On the stand, thank you. Yeah, sorry, that was a really complex word. I needed to say Ignominy. <laughs> they put uh, him on the stand and they ask him why Jane Jonas Jameson hates him and his response is like the funniest damn thing ever. If you liked this issue but you want more of the workplace comedy, I would definitely pick up the courtroom. The first 12 issues are like one big workplace comedy. It's hilarious. Yes. All right. Well, any last comments before we rate this thing? I like hope. <laughs> <laughs> I want a nice striker. <laughs> Anybody else? Mary Jane, anything to say? <laughs> She-Hawk don't got nothing on Mary Jane, baby. <laughs> so I, I have to say, Jason, I have to admit something to you. I was a guest on another podcast, uh, Al Sedano, actually, his Warlock Thanos podcast. And he does... Did he find his wallet? Yeah. So you, do you know, by the way, when I was on... So I, he, he reached out to me, I guessed on his show, and I was like, oh my God, dude, like I left my wallet in Al Sedano. And he's like, yeah, I've never heard that before. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, son shit. of a bitch. I was like, sorry. I was like, I didn't realize I hit a, a button. I'm like, you know, it's the long box crusade guys do that. He's like, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's Al's really cool. He's just really funny. But yeah, I guess the uh, I left my wallet and Al Sedano thing is kind of haunted him. It's, oh, you know, oh, we thought we were being original. <laughs> it's well, going to keep haunting him too. So <laughs> no, I thought it was funny too. I cracked up. I was like, I was like, how come the one guy only gets the fruit punch? It's always been my question about that song. It's like you drive all the way out there and you don't. Um, <laughs> No hunch. one else has ever wondered that. They drive all the way to El Segundo, and the one guy just gets the fruit punch. It's the fruit punch, yeah. So anyway, I was on his show, and he does something called Hostess Theater, where where you read the Hostess ads, you like act them out. And I had to be Mary Jane, and he goes, you know, you can do a voice if you want. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do Jason Albrecht's Mary Jane if I can, because it's the best Mary Jane ever. But instead of doing your like super funny Mary Jane, I sounded like a troll trying to, <laughs> I don't know pick up a chick at a porn theater or something. I don't even know what oh, I said. You like, nailed it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst impression of an impression ever. And I actually apologized to you on the episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't need to apologize. That's how our Mary Jane got her start on the hostess yep. ad as well. We oh, seriously? I didn't realize that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We were doing hostess ad. Uh, yeah, the there yeah. you go. See? It was perfect. It was symmetry. There it is. It's come full circle. All right. Well, let's rate this baby. So it's time for you to say how officially interested you were in Crusade Miss Tradition, Crusade Mecca Tradition. We are going <laughs> to rate from candy cane scales. So on a scale of one to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and one being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of She-Hulk? So let's start with Jason. I think if I 
had to read this cold. I was looking around a seven, but after your discussion and everything and explaining some of the plot threads, I think I can bump this up to an eight. So I'll give it eight candy canes. Very cool. Pat, what about you? I'm in the same camp as Jason here. I, reading the cold, like Jason said, too, I was kind of on a lower number, about an eight, but I'm going to bump it to a nine. I, with more of the background you've given, I'm, I'm interested even deeper. Very cool. Delvin, what about you? I am with Patronimus on this one. I give it a nine as well. Greatly appreciate the backstory because there are a few nuances that I would have missed otherwise. Being a fan of uh, Dan Slots like I am, uh, thanks to Spidey, I would be even more reason to uh, seek out a trade paperback and check this book out. I got to tell you, too, I'm a big Dan Slot fan, and I actually... As much as I love his Spider-Man work, I think his She-Hulk runs are better. They're kind of like, he was under the radar then, so he could get away with more. Right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I really recommend him. And I appreciate you guys saying the, the subplot stuff, because as I was rereading the issue after I recommended it, I was like, oh, man, I kind of threw you in the middle of there. But I was hoping, you know, seeing the subplots would make you want to learn more about those characters. Jared, what about you? I'm going to give it zero candy canes. Oh. Uh-oh. But in honor, I'm going to bust out these latkes here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean from uh, Taxi? <laughs> no, that's... Um, what was his Hello. name? <laughs> was that his name? Latke? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Latke. Yeah, it was oh, okay. uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. yeah, I remember the character. I was like, I, I didn't know if you were doing that bit. Pat, where it's something that sounds similar, but his name literally was Lucka, wasn't it? It A little bit of both, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it a solid 11. You know, I'm in this series big time. I think the only reason I would pass up an issue if I saw one is if I already have it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good reason. So yeah, I'm strong on this series. Easy 11 for me. Great book. Lots of fun. And I dig what you're saying about Slot being better on She-Hulk because I think it's a passion project. And like you mm-hmm. said, he probably wasn't as heavily edited. You know, you know, this is Spider-Man. You got to get this right. You know, this is like, whatever. Do what you want with She-Hulk you know, type of deal. <laughs> and sometimes when characters get something like that, or, or mm-hmm. writers, I mean, get something like that where it's just a passion project, you, those are some of the best comics in the universe, man. Yeah. Strong 11. Latkes for everybody. Enjoy these potato pancakes. <laughs> Tasty. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mimic exactly what Jared just said. I'm going to use dreidels instead, though, because uh, <laughs> those, those are the one symbol everybody knows about Judaism, though they have no idea what they're for. What we don't tell you is we're actually like they're actually secret Mossad killing machines. We, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're I, Jewish shurikens. We just throw them. At people <laughs> <in> the <laughs> they're actually made out of claymores. <laughs> there you go. Out of claymores. That's funny. Uh. <laughs> Good one, Um, Jason. Good one. (laughs) That was actually really good. (laughs) That was really good. Uh, So, yeah, so I'm going to, you know, I picked the issue. So, obviously, hopefully I like it. Though I have listened to some episodes of Crusade Miss where people picked issues they didn't like. And I was like, wait, you were in control of your choice, right? I I don't understand what happened here. Like, they did give you an option. You're supposed to be selling us an issue. If you brought us an issue that you don't give a 12 to, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be be one thing if Jared reached out to me and was like, hey, you're covering Street Poet Ray. And I'd be like, whoa, wait, what? I don't, I, don't I don't know what that is, but but yeah. So I I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it ten dreidels as well. My hope was the Wolverine would be the hook for you if you hadn't read She-Hulk before, and and also it's a winter issue, so that was kind of it too. Because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's the yeah. holiday season. But I, I you know I was a little worried about the subplot stuff being right in the middle of some storylines, but hoping it would kind of wet your appetite. And I mean, again, the elevator pitch of superhuman law firm. I mean, basically it's you know L.A. law and you know law and order superhero units. You know, meets the J. So I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. I liked it too. And, and I'd, I'd max it out. I think it's Dan Slott's best work. And if you're a, a fan of Slot, or actually if you don't like Slot, if you're one of those people who weirdly hates him on Spider-Man because you hate things that are good, <laughs> then uh, you should definitely check this out because this is why people love him. This is this is where he got his reputation. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think with that, that's going to wrap up today's gift giving session for the 12 Days of Crusademus. Chris, we'd love to hear what? Oh, 12 Days of <laughs> Crusade McCuff. Crusade McCuff. All right. I got used to that one. <laughs> Sorry, Pat, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I wanted to change the word also to see how you would pronounce it. I just wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing out that bait. Ah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to say Crusade McCuff, and Pat's going to say like Sade. I don't know what he's going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> he button hooked us, man. You guys make fun of me, but you know you love it. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> well, speaking about love, we'd love to hear from you and your fam and, and, and your families. Yeah, <laughs> and the families. It's Christmas. We love you. Have your mom tweet us. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think by hitting us up on Twitter at Facebook and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Otherwise, you can email us at contact at Longbox Crusade. We'll compile all the feedback for all the 12 days of Crusamus and cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade. And if you want to hear more from our special guest, Sean, where can they find you on the internet? Well, thank you so much for having me, you guys. This was awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean42AZ. More importantly, I co-host a podcast, Secret Wars and Beyond, on the Pulp to Pixel Podcast Network. We cover every issue of every Marvel superhero Secret Wars miniseries. We covered the beautiful gem that is Secret Wars 1 that everybody loves and grew up with and had all the cool shields that, you know, had the holograms. We covered uh-huh. the lipstick on a turd that is Secret Wars 2, which nobody <laughs> loves, but we had a blast covering it. And I got to watch my co-host, Greg Arujo slowly descend into <laughs> madness. <laughs> I've, I've never broken a man over Skype before. It was a, it was a pleasurable experience. <laughs> and um, we are moving to Secret Wars 3 by Jonathan Hickman and Isad Ribic, which is amazing. We're going to talk about the C- mini. We're going to talk about the minis that came along with it. We're even going to have a special guest host named Delvin, who's going to be on some episodes. And I did tell you we booked you, right, Delvin? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, so Delvin, uh, by the way, <laughs> this is my prom proposal, I guess. Instead of, instead of lining your walkway with roses, I decided to just ambush you on the air. Um, but we're going to have a lot of guests and uh, people who liked Secret Wars, people who liked the minis that came with it, including maybe some people from this network, hopefully. And uh, I like yeah. Secret Wars, too. I did, too. I read it. Man, I, Get your own stick. I just, you know, you'll, but, you know go ahead and go with Delvin. Sure. Why not? Nobody cares about me. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. I'm like the A&R guy who goes to see a band and then just poaches the lead singer. <laughs> so I was like, Delvin did Wait, wait Delvin's the lead Delvin's singer? He's the, he's the tambourine player of this. That's right, you bastard. I'm the lead right. singer. He's you like guys. that other guy that wasn't George Michael and Wham. <laughs> he's Andrew Wrigley. Wrigley! <laughs> you guys are all playing the guitar and the tambourine, and I'm walking away with Delvin. <laughs> bullshit. Jitterbug. Worst <laughs> ever. <laughs> no Take Sky Striker, no guest appearance. <laughs> so anyway, that's where people can find me. And uh, anyway, I, you know, hope they check out our shows. And and just thanks again for having me on, guys. This was a, this is always a blast. Oh, it's yeah, always you and Delvin can be on next year together. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was kind of hoping for. I mean, last <laughs> when you guys had me on Longbox Crusade, remember Delvin was on that episode, and I was like, I went from like the the end of the depression medicine commercial to the beginning of it. I went in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you're loving Crusade Miss and didn't get a chance to listen to it last year or the year before, you can scroll on back as far back on the feed as you can, and you will find 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2018 or even 2017. Mm-hmm. All right, well, everybody, thanks for listening, and be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios which have Christmas trees and holly and wreath Aww. oh and that one dreidel in the corner because they were trying to be inclusive uh, until then <laughs> did you not see my tortilla <laughs> I'm glad at least somebody met, recognizes how good I decorated this year. No <laughs> help from a, the other people. A very good job. You do it's such a, a good job. We just messed it up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. What? 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 Sister, a cuddly toy. We don't want a jinx or a monopoly man.
Songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Ba 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 boo. <laughs> I hear singing. Am I in the right place? You would seem to be so. Wait, Delvin, uh, are you on this episode? Because last time I was on this show, you weren't there, and it was like I don't know why I even showed up. <laughs> uh, uh, I know. I'm, I almost wasn't here for this one. That's a that's a whole whole story and stuff, but. I'm here. Well, it, hey, it's nice to meet you in person, man. It's nice to meet you. It's just you and me, right? We don't have to deal with those other guys. No, <laughs> no, no, we don't. Is That's there a script we should follow, or does it really even matter? Uh, only matters for Pat and our guest. Otherwise, you know, me, you, and Jason are just in witty comment mode. <laughs> He's just hanging out. <clears throat> a long oh, I'm missing this one. <laughs> I get it, Pat. It's funny. It's funny. You big hey. dummy. You don't know when you're hosting? Come on now. <laughs> the inside joke here, Sean, is this happens a lot with Jason. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm hosting today. <laughs> so, hey, welcome to Crusade. <laughs> and we're reading uh, this book. <laughs> I, I don't think that's so much an inside joke. Like, I actually hear that on the episode. It <laughs> <laughs> is an outside joke. That's a fair point, yeah. True. I will have you guys know that Sean sent me a DM and said he was going, quote, full Jason on his summary. So, I am. <laughs> so, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's three hours and four minutes, but it's only, yeah. it's well, only two minutes. A, that's, that's a half Jason. Right <laughs> it's only two minutes, I swear. That's what I keep telling them. I, I tell know. them it's two minutes. And they're like, ah, grammar. <laughs> Come on, Dickens, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I found the script here. This, yeah. all right. I never did. I just said it. Okay. I've done I so also, many of these. I also said to it. That's why I say. I say it. <laughs> well, then, damn it, I'm closing out of this script. Hey, <laughs> watch out now. Scriptless. Scriptless. Pants off. Pants scriptless. Pantsless and scriptless. <laughs> That's not a good combo for you. <laughs> Wait, is this a Flash Gordon episode? That's what you guys should subtitle them. <laughs> Pantless and scriptless. <laughs> waiting on you. Let's waiting go on you. I was waiting on you. Everybody loose? Ready to go? Yeah. Feeling loose. All right. Let's My do. mic sounds nice. Check one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to Jason doing that. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Well, I'm packed the power of the power pack because the power pack. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> a crazy day. And here are the jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. Let's see who's here with me. And let's see who's helping me. We believe in you, Pat. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going back on you. I have faith in you. I just don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I hope you can get this intro out. I will if you shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, man, I was gonna oh, say. I'm waiting for you to go mute. <laughs> I'm going, going on mute. Now it's all up to you. <laughs> You want me to, Pat? Sorry, Pat. You want me to hold go on? on the... uh, hold on. My wife's talking to me. Gotta go potty. Go potty, Pat. <laughs> I actually got that one. I got that reference. <laughs> that was really funny. I remember that. I understood that reference. I understood that reference. <laughs> Why are you always podcasting? You jack friends. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Told her I was down here. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just because it's our anniversary today doesn't mean. <laughs> Maybe you I'm joke. in the basement. You know what that means when I'm in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but I actually have a, a podcast scheduled by my anniversary this year. And my wife was like, well, that's romantic. I'm like, it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of said the same thing. Gosh, next yeah. What do you want to do tomorrow? Well, I got a podcast. Then. Oh, is it really your anniversary, Pat? Yeah. Delvin? Yeah. I don't know. I can. Do you want me to pass around or Sean? You want to pass around? <laughs> do you want me to, well, do you want me to go to the side? So, I, so I'm sorry, guys, if I'm effing yeah. this up. Do you want me to just go into each section or it, like? It, I didn't, uh, no, it, it's not you. Not uh, you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> say, say this. Am nice I supposed one. to be hosting this one? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's hosting? Like, what, who's who's setting me up for the next section? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, okay, I'll, gotta, I'll do yeah. it. We got to find out if Delvin's read it, and we've got to find out. Well, I was waiting for somebody. I was waiting. You gotta to pass like it off, to me. man. We're not using the script, remember? <laughs> no. You're supposed to. You have to pass it off. You, you just asked it out there, and there was awkward <laughs> silence, so I jumped in. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, it's my turn? I'm kidding. Script <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> says it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> recently that just kind of picked up Dan Slott. It was the same idea. It was like superhero lawyer again, and it was pretty good. So I don't know. It just see Chiha. Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> I may be a gamma infused lady. But... <laughs> it's just Chiha, your honor. <laughs> but thanks for having me on, man. And, and actually, like I said, I'd love to, I, I'm just going to invite myself in. I'd love to be on another episode, especially the Saturday morning theater. I'm a big Sherlock Holmes guy. So, you know, anything, anything pops up, you know, please reach out. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely. have you in so you can pilfer away Delvin some more. That sounds like uh -huh. great. Yeah. yeah. Get the f*** out of here. No. <laughs> as, we plan, as we plan Secret Wars 3, I'll be in touch with all of you, just Delvin. And, and I'll, I'll make sure I'll make sure to invite every single one of you, Delvin, that uh, can be on the show. We, we're, we're a little booked. We may not have room for everybody, but we will we will have representation from your show, Delvin. Uh, every black member of the Long Bunch. Squadron Supreme unsubscribe. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to invite every, every funny member of the show will be on so <laughs> mute sean and twitter um what else i'm recording him, I'm recording him. <laughs>